What's up, everyone? Back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and we're going to continue the conversation from yesterday. If you missed the episode, don't worry about it. It was about Brook Lopez. There's lots of conversation around him. Uh, many Bucks fans are ready to move on from the big man, from the championship big man. So I've got some of your responses. I'm going to go through uh, some other scenarios. And why is Mo Bumba all of a sudden the one guy that seems to be the buzz player among Bucks fans? It's a strange one to me, but I'm going to dive into it. Uh, then we're going to just look at some of the free agents that are on the market, whether it's at the center position or whether it's at the wing position, which you could argue is the spot that the Bucks most likely need to address this offseason. And what about Darvin Ham? Is he the number one target for the Los Angeles Lakers head coaching position? Certainly seems so. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pippen. You can see and hear me on this show uh, Monday to Friday. You can also find my work over at ESPN. And of course, uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of each and every day. Uh, and we most certainly appreciate the feedback we get from you guys, whether it's in the comments on YouTube, which are always interesting, uh, or on Twitter, uh, where you can follow me at Kane Pittman as well uh before we dive into today's show uh interesting stuff we saw in the last couple of days frank was supposed to be here with me today uh i think he's he said he's down in orlando for work personally i'm not 100 percent convinced i think he's just hanging out at disney probably hanging out with the lopez brothers to be uh, totally honest uh that would be my guess what he's up to but i was thinking about frank this morning and i wanted to throw this at him I don't know when he's going to be back. He reckons he's traveling all week, so he might not be here till next week. So I'm going to bring it up. We saw Giannis the other day hanging out at Rocky Rococo Pizza, which, by the way, are just a fantastic establishment. Uh, I've been there once. I was severely hungover, actually. It was on New Year's Day. Uh, the Bucks were playing on New Year's Day. I had to get myself right. Me and Eric, uh, good friends, Eric name from The Athletic, you know that. We went to Rocky's first time I ever had it. Fixed me up. So beautiful stuff at Rocky Rococo's Pizza. But Giannis was there. And we know that Frank Madden, arguably the world's number one ambassador for Rocky Rococo Pizza. So my biggest question is, we've said this before. First of all, I don't know why Rocky isn't sponsoring this podcast. We give them more promotion than any other podcast or show or advertisement in the entire world. So they, they, they should be on board with us. But uh, if we have a live pod, maybe we have it from Rocky's. Maybe Giannis is there. And what, I, I just feel like this would have to be one of the great dreams of Frank Madden's life to be sitting at Rocky Rococo eating pizza with Giannis, dipping it in there in the sauce that uh, we know Frank's got a bunch of at his house. So anyway, what a moment. Giannis, we know he, he likes to, from time to time, try these uh, different fast food establishments, but Rocky's uh, absolutely classic. So that was that was great to see. Brooke Lopez, we spoke about this a lot on yesterday's podcast. Uh, my belief and you can go back and check out yesterday's podcast. If you didn't listen to it, you should go back and check it out. I had a bunch of numbers outlining why I personally think the
the Bucs should not be trading Brook Lopez this season. They need to keep him around. I think if they have the four players of Giannis, Chris, Brook Lopez, and Drew Holiday, I think they give themselves their best shot at winning the title if healthy. You always have to have this, the disclaimer, if healthy, because I truly believe the Bucs would still be playing damn basketball if Chris Middleton was healthy. You need luck. Uh, is there a guarantee that Brook Lopez is going to be healthy next season? Of course not. He had the back surgery this season. But for the most part, he looked pretty good to me. I think the fresh legs are going to help him. Go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't already. I would say the reaction or the feedback that I got mostly in the YouTube comments was that, uh, no, I was very much wrong and the Bucs do need to trade Brook Lopez. Uh, firstly, I would say that I think it's very low on the end of scale of possibility or probability that the Bucks trade Brook Lopez anyway. Uh, but one player, and there's always one player, there is always one player each offseason or prior to each trade deadline that whether it's Bucks Twitter, Bucks fans on the YouTube, wherever it is, they get completely fixated about or fixated on. Uh, this year, for some reason, and I don't know where it started, but it seems to be Mo Bamba from the Orlando Magic. This is a really strange one to me. Uh, mostly strange to me because uh, when you ask or when you read or when I read the feedback of why Brook Lopez, why people want him to be traded, uh, the main reason is because they don't think that he's switchable on defense. They think that he gets played off the floor in the offseason. So my question would be, if that's the case, why are you looking to replace him with a center who admittedly is significantly younger, in fact, a decade younger? So that part I understand, a young guy with some upside for sure, but ultimately not a guy that has been proven to be uh, playing in switching lineups. Uh, he can protect the rim for sure. Uh, just about 1.7 blocks per game in his 25 minutes. Uh, per game with Orlando this season. Got your 10 points, eight rebounds. Pretty, shot pretty well from three, to be honest. 38% from three, which is better than Brook Lopez, no doubt. But I, I, I just think that, forget the fact that, you know, if you're talking about a, a straight up trade and there could be a bunch of different things you could try, maybe there's a third team involved. Uh, aside from the fact that I don't think there's any chance that Orlando would would do this, uh, it's just strange to me that if the Bucks are going to bring in a center, then to me, uh, the center that you want, that you want to set yourself up for for postseason play is not your traditional center. It's more like a guy, uh, like again, like we've mentioned a million times, but it is a, a, a PJ Tucker type guy that you go Giannis at the five with, uh, which I think is still attainable. I think that you can still get that guy while keeping Brooke Lopez and keeping in mind that even though it hasn't happened, it feels like it's going to be, uh, it's been happening for the last decade and it hasn't quite happened. The one guy that you desperately don't just want some innings eater, because this is some of the feedback I've seen, trade Brook Lopez and just bring in an innings eater center. It's fine. Just get a big body in there. There's no problem. That's not going to be a problem. Well, it will be a damn humongous problem if you have to play Joel Embiid in the postseason. And I know that when, you, when you're working in a tight financial situation, when you don't have a lot of flexibility, maybe it's not wise to just play for one center. But I would argue that Brook Lopez was fine against Boston when Rob Williams was on the floor. If he didn't have that knee injury, does uh, Udoka take him out of the rotation? Yes, he did. He got exposed in certain situations uh, after that, mostly because the Bucs wouldn't play switching defense. They wanted to stay with the drop. 
They were looking for more offense, I believe, which is why they kept Brook Lopez on the floor. And the numbers overall do not look good for that Boston series at all. They do not look pretty. They look awful. But I think that you have looked very short-sighted if you are forgetting the role that Brook Lopez had in certain situations against teams last year in the championship run. Now, yes, that will be two-year removed. Again, as I said yesterday, you definitely need to prepare for the future. You definitely need to have some sort of plan moving forward over the next couple of seasons for what you do when Brook Lopez eventually or inevitably either really slows down and falls off the cliff, retires, isn't healthy, whatever it is. And it's not to say that there's no risk that if you bring Brook Lopez back next year that he's not healthy. Of course there is a risk. Uh, but I still think it's the safest play for this team to be really damn good next year. And just quite frankly, the idea of Mo Bamba just makes absolutely no sense for me, uh, keeping in mind the fact that why the hell would Orlando want to do that trade with Milwaukee anyway? Uh, they don't want another big guy. They actually want to get smaller, which is the reason why they're not interested in bringing Mo Bamba back in restricted free agency. Because there's a high chance, or at least a decent chance, they might go with Chet Holmgren with the number one overall pick and play him alongside Wendell Carter Jr. Who knows what's going to happen with Jonathan Isaac. I did have someone say, would the Bucks get Jonathan Isaac? He's paid too much, first of all. There is a number of other reasons why you're probably not looking to bring in Jonathan Isaac at this point in time, even though a few years ago when he was playing, he clearly looked like a pretty talented guy. And someone that Orlando, quite frankly, would want to keep. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jonathan Isaac. Uh, but for now, I don't see Mo Bamba uh, being a guy that is going to be all that attainable for the Bucs. Does, I don't, I, just personally, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for Milwaukee. I don't think that's the type of player. If they're going to have someone on a decent salary, and I would expect that Mo Bamba gets paid 10 plus million. The qualifying offer is over 10 million, but I suspect that he gets uh, it's certainly an offer sheet of, of 10 plus million, uh, perhaps in the Rob Williams area, which is around 12 million, which is around the same salary of Brook Lopez. So uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense uh, to me for the Bucks. I mentioned innings eaters centers before. I'm going to list a couple of the guys here just to double down on why I think that if you do trade Brook Lopez for what I think that you would, if you're going to trade Brook Lopez, I think you need to trade him for a wing. A, a four or a, or a three, a guy that's switchable, a guy that's versatile. If you're going to trade Brook, I think that's the type of guy you're looking for, which means that you're going to have to replace the center position at some point. A couple of names I've got for you that I'm going to get to after I talk about prize picks. If you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, then you need to try the award-winning at prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. It's pretty easy to do. All you have to do is pick two to five players and then over and under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast, fast withdrawals. I just remember how to talk. Uh, use the award-winning app on both the App Store or Google Play. Price picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds and even steals and also allows mixed sports entries as well, NBA, baseball, whatever it is. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do it now, but just think about the prospects of a Yelich-Yanis combo on your prize picks uh, entry here. That's uh, pretty nice. And uh, like I said, baseball's obviously in there. NFL, when it comes back, maybe you have some Packers-Brewers stuff going on there. But for a limited time, prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users. Users get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. 
but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for 50 bucks free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's prize picks daily fantasy made easy. Again, maybe there is some convoluted trade out there where there's three teams involved and you could trade Brook Lopez in a scenario where you bring back a center. Seems seems difficult. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's something. Maybe that's something for the trade machine uh, warriors that uh, that watch or listen to Locked On Bucks. They can hit me with the best stuff. Of course, always willing to accept uh, trade offers, particularly on a topic like this where, like I said at the top, my opinion doesn't seem to be the popular one, which, by the way, you guys understand, you guys know, that doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'm not asking you guys to agree with everything I say on this show. That would be absolutely absurd. And I can see why there are people out there that are saying, yeah, I think it's time to move on from Brooke. Like, I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. So, again, let's just say the Bucks do make some sort of trade for a wing. Again, we're going to be talking about trades down the line on Locked On Bucks, so don't worry about that. You have to do something about the center position. Let's just assume that Bobby Portis uh, is back. So let's assume that they pay Bobby Portis that sort of max figure that Frank uh, outlined on the salary cap episode last week. So $10.8 I think it was around that mark. So let's just say Bobby Portis gets that money, he's back. We, We saw this year that Bobby Portis can start, and this team's going to be decent. They'll probably still be 50-plus wins. Uh, I don't think they'll be a number one seed. But maybe, maybe with improved effort, a fresher team, maybe they can be. Either way, the team's still going to be really, really good if you have Bobby Porter starting. So there's no problem there. But I still think at some point you're going to want a traditional center, a big body, again, for when you are playing Joel Embiid. Uh, There's a number of teams. There's a number of teams. But Embiid is the number one guy uh, quite clearly in the Eastern Conference. So I just went through and I said, okay, well, let's look at the centers uh, that are free agents. Because keeping in mind, the Bucks aren't going to have any money to spend. So who are the guys that you could potentially get on a minimum contract? Uh, funnily enough, there's a guy that um, looks pretty similar to Brook Lopez, uh, exactly the same age, uh, Robin Lopez, old friend of the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I think that you would have to physically pry him away uh, from Orlando and from Disney. So I, I don't necessarily think that it's, it's high on the options list for the Bucks with Robin Lopez. But, you know, ultimately, I, I don't think that, you know, Robin Lopez coming back would be something that uh, many Bucks fans would be upset about. He actually kind of played sporadically with the Magic this year. Again, they got so many young, tall, long, big guys. It's a John Hammond team. We understand that's that's what he really, really, really enjoys. But Robin Lopez is probably, honestly, the pick of the bunch. There's someone like Javal McGee there. He seemed like he was pretty happy where he was uh, with Phoenix. And then you have the usual suspects, Andre Drummond, DeAndre Jordan. That's a no. Dwight Howard, that's a no. All these guys. Serge Ibaka, would would he come back in that scenario where he would probably most likely be able to play every night? I don't know. I think we saw enough of Serge for that to be something that you wouldn't just say, okay, yeah, that's our one big center there. So I, I just like as I went through these names, and there's a bunch of other guys, Isaiah Hartenstein actually maybe would be one of the the decent ones. He's been yeah, pretty decent at times uh, for the Clippers as a relatively solid defender. So maybe he would be an option. But I guess the point 
that I'm making is that I, I just don't think as I as I was going through this list saying, okay, well, if you trade Brook Lopez, again, I don't think the trade will be for a center. So you trade him because you want to upgrade the wing spot. You want to give yourself more versatility in lineups. That's fine. But I, I just think that there you lose what you lose in the defensive stability. And yes, a guy that you can rely on in playoff matchups. And we've seen it in the past. This idea that he's a terrible playoff player is just flat out wrong. I saw someone in the YouTube comments, I think basically just quoted the the John Hollinger story, which said that, you know, the space ball or whatever he decided to call it. Again, I've said this before. This idea that the Bucks were somehow figured out in this postseason is just absolutely absurd to me. They were missing their second most important player, their best perimeter scorer, their best isolation guy. Sometimes we don't need to be thinking about this that deeply. And also, they, as we've gone through, they made some bad decisions. Yes, they would have been better off with PJ Tucker. Yes, they would have been better off with Dante DiVincenzo. So there were some things that contributed to why they were so limited in the postseason. But no, I don't think that the Bucks were figured out uh, in this offseason. So that's uh, just kind of where I stand at it. And if there's any guys that you see that are free agents and you've got a scenario, make sure you let me know uh, what you think uh, in that situation there. There is one trade that the Bucs could potentially do. I'm not doing it for players yet, but there's a scenario that the Bucs can trade. I'm just going to throw it out there. Again, we know they're not working with too much flexibility. Uh, but if flexibility is what you're after, then you should go to rockauto.com if you've got any problems with your cars because I'm telling you, you go to a chain store, they've only got one brand, they've only got one part, one specification. If you go to rockauto.com and go to the expansive catalog that they have on there, then you'll be able to find whatever you need, multiple brands, multiple prices, uh, whatever suits you. You'll be able to get it at rockauto.com and you can save up to 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Uh, the example we've got for you here, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 bucks from a chain store, 216 bucks from rockauto.com. It's a family business as well, which, uh, look, we all love to uh, support family businesses. There's no doubt about that. So you can go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find out the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One of the you know, interesting points that I think Frank made when we were doing the salary cap uh, episode last week, and again, if you're unsure of any of the financial implications or the financial situations with where the bucks are at right now go back to last week you'll see it on the youtube feed you'll see it in your podcast feed salary cap explainer episode i sit back and i just let frank go for it because he is the guru and one of the points that he made uh that i think was valid and again we understand bringing bobby portis back bringing pat Connaughton back the bucks can absolutely do it it's just going to come down to a uh are the Bucks outpriced by other teams that potentially want to give Bobby or Pat more money and they take it? That's one scenario. And B, are the Bucks owners willing to pay this uh, luxury tax bill that continues to climb? So there's the two scenarios there. But let's just assume that they do come back. Uh, the other point that Frank made is uh, down the line, just having those guys that are on that, you know, sort of 8 to 12 to, yes, where Brooke is, $13 million salary, is handy in trades. It helps you put piece together trades. So another way, and people have asked me, well, you know, what are the Bucks' options with trades? Look, let's be honest. Uh, I, I thought 
Grayson Allen was extremely valuable for the Bucks this season. And quite honestly, what he was able to do in that Bulls series when the Bucks were lacking offense as well was enough for me to say that I think that I, I don't look at the signing as, as a bad move. I think it's fine. But he is a guy that falls in that kind of 9 to 10 mil salary range. So I've had people say, well, what else can the Bucks do at the trade table? I don't have names for you, but I'm just telling you, if the Bucks did want to move off Grayson Allen, uh, if they wanted to move off George Hill, that's another 4 million. And again, is that an attractive offer for other teams? Probably not. But that gets you up to around that 13, that 12 to 13, 14 million dollar salary salary range. And then you got the first round pick, number 24. I mean, I at some point the Bucs have to use some draft picks, but let's be honest, uh, they haven't exactly drafted well in recent years, and we've gone through that uh, to this point. So that's another way that the Bucs could potentially uh, do something from a trade scenario. So you guys can look into that as much as you can. Again, I don't think that's the ideal scenario. Uh, yeah, I would like to see them draft, and I would like to see them draft well. Uh, we know, obviously, the, the salary slot for a first-round draft pick is... Yeah, it'd be nice to have a, a guy if he can contribute. I wouldn't say I've got a huge amount of faith that they'll be able to find someone that will contribute, particularly at 24. But we'll see what happens here over the na- next few weeks. Uh, just one last thing before we wrap this up. Darvin Ham looks like he is the front runner for the Lakers job. Uh, Darvin's been involved in a number of coaching searches over the last few years. Uh, over the last few seasons, there's no doubt. I think we all thought that it was inevitable that he was eventually going to get a job and he absolutely deserves to get a job at some point here. I would have some concern about Darwin going to the Lakers just because it feels like it's a job that can only go poorly. And first of all, that's got nothing to do with him, but just with the LeBron team, with the Westbrook team, with an Anthony Davis team, you know who's going to be the scapegoat. It's going to be the untried young coach in his first job. There's not going to be a lot of patience there. And then you just fear, does he get a second chance? So, uh, you know, if, if you had to give me a bunch of teams that he could potentially go to, I wouldn't have had the Lakers high on the list. But alternatively, he get he might get a chance to coach LeBron. And maybe, who knows? Maybe the Lakers bounce back and they have a great season. But ultimately, I think Darvin Ham absolutely just deserves the opportunity. Uh, such a, a favorite with the players in Milwaukee. They all absolutely love him. We saw that. When he's got his opportunity to coach for Bud this year and picked up his first win, he's doing the running man. He's getting sprayed with water and Gatorade everywhere. Uh, so the Bucks love him. He's worked under Bud for a hell of a long time. We've seen Taylor Jenkins, another guy that worked under Bud for a hell of a long time. And he had basically instant success in Memphis as well. So really great resume as an assistant. Uh, I really want him to get a job. I'll be happy for him to get the Lakers job. I'll be a little concerned. Uh, but hopefully it works out. And Darwin, of course, friend of the show. We had him on Locked on Bucks uh, going back a couple of years ago as well. Uh, I'm actually going to podcast with the guys from Locked on Lakers tomorrow. We'll talk a bit more about Darwin. We'll talk about what the hell's going on with the Lakers, talk about what the hell's going on with the Bucks. Uh, so that should be a fun one. Those guys over there are awesome. And I've listened to Locked on Lakers a few times this year just to listen to the carnage, listen to the chaos, and uh, just, just a little mental mental welfare check on the Locked On Lakers guys as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Like I said, yesterday, what I had to say was not too popular. Maybe today won't be too popular as well. 
that's totally fine. But make sure you jump in the YouTube comments and on Twitter and let me know. Uh, we're going to have some guests back on here. I'm not going to be rambling by myself for the entire off season, So don't get too stressed out yet if you're sick of my voice. Uh, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you subscribing. We appreciate you contributing to the show. So take it easy. Like I said, we will be back uh, tomorrow. Check out the Locked On NBA podcast. In the meantime, to catch up with everything that's going on around the NBA with the conference finals. Until tomorrow, take it easy.